Hey everybody, welcome to the Dance of Life podcast. My name is Tudor Alexander and I'm your host on this wonderful day. Thanks so much for being here. Today I have a very special interview to share with you with my good friend, Ruben Torres. Ruben is a motivational speaker and his journey is very inspiring. I'm actually super excited to share it with you because he's overcome so much adversity and God has helped him realize his dreams. In this interview, we, we share a lot about how God has helped both of our lives to realize our dreams and to overcome adversity. So I'm super excited to share this with you. I hope that it's encouraging on your own walk with the Lord, wherever you happen to be there, if you're walking with him or if you're on the fence, hopefully this will give you some encouragement. So without further ado, let's get to it. All right. Well, hey, Happy New Year, man. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> yeah, Happy New Year. Dude, it's so good to see you because, you know, we've talked actually about doing this for, for quite a few months, right? I mean, it's, yeah, been, a, it's been a while. You, you have uh, you have such an inspiring story with how you came to the Lord, and I just wanted you to share it. So let's just dive in what happened. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, back uh, Going back to that story, uh, November 17th, 1992 would be a day that was forever ever changed the course of my life. You know, uh, back in those days, we didn't really have much of texting or cell phones. I mean, it was barely, that era was barely coming coming to fruition, right? As far as in my case. And uh, little, uh, me and my best, two best friends were going to work around 5, 5.30 in the morning, heading to work that morning. And uh, I didn't get a text or a memo or, or an email saying that Ruben Torres today, is going to be the last day of your life. Your life is going to expire today. Wow. You know? So we're going, and uh, this lady, it was November 17th, so getting ready for the holidays, Thanksgiving, and she was a little bit uh, inebriated, right, from the party uh, the night before. So she hit us, and, and I was asleep in the back. Uh, I was laying my head on the on the back because we were going to work, and uh, she T-boned us where my head was. So basically, uh, her bumper hit my head. Wow. And uh, so then there was lights out, right? I, 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 after that, I didn't, I didn't wake up. So uh, I was there, and then basically people some stopped, some stopped. And, and there was this one man. He worked for um, a company, and I had seen him before. He was a big old. He, he reminded me of, of like Paul Bunyan, right? He was a big man, big burly man with a big beard and just, but a big teddy bear, right? Yeah. And uh, of course, I didn't know until afterwards, but. He was the one that uh, gave me CPR wow. until the, until the, we were basically, we worked, um, we were out, it was a rural community out in the middle of nowhere because we were doing, uh, I was a health physicist uh, doing work for the Department of Energy. And this, this one place that we were at, it was uh, basically, they had a lot of, ura- it was, there were uranium mines, right? So basically these huge uh, uh, scrapers would come in and they would scrape this, they call it yellow cake, uranium and uh, so basically we were there to make sure that uh, there was no radiation because there was a lot of cattle in the area, right? So basically the, the, the radiation protons, are, they, they, they go into the, the grass, the cow eats them, and then humans eat them so it could be dangerous. So basically our job was there to, to keep a, a cap and a level and all that, make sure that the water was fine, the, the air was fine in, in the surrounding areas, the communities. So. So by before the by the time the helicopter got there to airlift me to the University Hospital in San Antonio, uh, this man helped me. But then it crashed again. So I was there, and then uh, 
the doctors by the time my family and everybody got there, the doctors said it doesn't look very good at all because I had several traumatic brain injury, right? And I was hemorrhaging really bad. Wow. And uh, my mom, and she doesn't speak English, so she told the doctor in Spanish, you know, you know, my son will not die, but he will live and declare the works of Almighty God. You know, you do what you do, and my God will do the rest. So they they brought me back again, and I had crane day. I, I had uh, brain surgery, right? And I was in a coma for a while. And when I finally came to, I couldn't walk and I couldn't talk. You know, I didn't know I didn't know who I was or where I was. And then, uh, as a child, when I was a little boy, my parents were migrant workers, right? They're uh, my family came from Mexico. So, and I remember when I would go out to the fields as a little boy, I would I would say I wasn't born for this. You know, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're working out in the fields. It's, it's it's not easy work. It's it's a lot no. of hard work, right? You know. And I, they, we had these little crates, right? They would put the, the vegetables in. So I would, I would put these little crates, and that was my little podium, my little platform. And I would tell them that one day I'm going to be in front of millions of people bringing a message of hope to the hopeless. And I'd be a voice to the voiceless. And I would say that every day, every day. So not only did I begin to speak my dream, I began to believe my dream, you know? And so I spoke my dream, I believed my dream, and then one day I became my dream, and I walked into my God-given purpose and destiny. And it was after God was God was telling me, you know, Ruba, the same. We're going to do it all over again because whatever we, whatever you know, we have the power, we have the authority of death and life in our tongue, right? What we speak, you know, God created, you know, let there be light. There was light. Whatever God God spoke, you know, God is a creative God, right? He creates, and our words can create either, you know, in Deuteronomy the Bible says, "Choose you this day, blessing or cursing," right? Yep. So I said, okay. So then I just began in my mind, you know. In the name of Jesus, I will talk again. I will walk again, you know. And lo and behold, three months later, they thought I was going to be in rehab for a while. But, uh, you know, God brought me out and I was able to walk. I was able to talk, you know. And what, 30 years later, I'm here, you know. Wow. And God, he's he's faithful. He's a faithful God. He's a good God. And, and, you, uh, and you couldn't even speak, right? I mean, after well, after you no, woke up, right? You couldn't even talk. Right. Wow. No, I had to write everything on a legal pad. Huh. You know, and even That's... at that, it was it was just frustrating. I had to go through a lot of uh, OT, occupational therapy, yeah. to get back my my cognitive thinking. You know, I I, I kind of knew that I had to pick up a fork and put it in my mouth, but it was it took a little bit longer. You know, we take a lot wow. of things for granted, but. It was like a process, okay? The first process was pick up the fork, you know? Yeah. Okay, and then, you know, dip it in, the, you know, get get the food and then put it in your mouth. And, um, you know, that process today, we do it unconsciously, right, without even thinking about it. Yep. It's like, like breathing, but but whenever there's a, uh, an accident that affects your brain, well, it's a little bit slower. The process is a lot slower than, you know, just picking it up and going for it. It's crazy how much we take for granted. I mean, there's so many... Uh, you know, things that seem simple, like your whole example was just eating, right? Eating seems like just such an ordinary thing, but then <laughs> suddenly, you know, let's say you have missing teeth or, you know, you have a paralysis on, you know, one part of your mouth or something. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy how immediately you realize, wow, all this machinery is just so complex and we take it for granted. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And today you're, so today now you, this has been 30 years now since, since that event. Right. And, and you, and, you're a public speaker, right? Like you, you do motivational speaking. Right. That That's what I do. You know, I had gone to, that's uh, really cool. Yeah. 
that's what I do now. I, I, you know, from then, you know, a lot of times we need to realize that also our listeners know that a lot of times, you know, when we're going through the struggle, we're going through the storm or the pain, you know, we think, well, it is horrible, you know, but God can take our broken pieces and turn them into master pieces, you know? <laughs> uh, so whatever that we're going through, it's not in vain. Know that there's a purpose behind it because God will yeah. use every, the Bible says that he stores our tears, you know, those, those tears that we cry. God sees every, 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 every tear that we cry, you know, and he, and each person, you know, the Bible says that the number of our hairs are counted, right? He knows, he knows our thoughts, you know, eternity's past. You know, he thought about Tudor Alexander, Ruben Torres, you know, he knew the Bible says in, in Psalms that he wonderfully, we are wonderfully and fearfully made, you know, we you're talking about the complexity of our bodies, you know? Yeah. But God, every sinew, every every cartilage, every ligament, God put it together as he saw fit, you know? It's crazy. Crazy to think about that. <laughs> yeah. But there's a purpose, you know, as we start a new year, you know, what better way to start a new year? You know, people make resolutions. And uh, and they, I mean, good for them. But the only thing that they're, they're lacking is discipline and commitment, you know? A resolution, but if, when you commit to something, you know, and it's always good to have a buddy, you know, a buddy system says, ah, you know, because accountability is very important. That's right, yeah. You know, like if you're not accountable to nobody, you can start it that, and then you don't have to, you oh, know. Oh, they say like, oh, what, 80% of uh, resolutions fail or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you <laughs> within, know. Within the so, first like two months or something, I don't remember yeah, what the exact Yeah, yeah, is, yeah, exactly. So January, February, you want to stay away from the gym. Right, because it's gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be so packed, you know. Yeah. But come come March, uh, you'll be able to find the spot easy. You're good you know? again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but it's about commitment and discipline in any part of life, you know, whether it's relationships, business. You gotta have commitment. You gotta have uh, absolutely. I, and I think that's what's missing too, like you know, with with commitment in general. Because one thing I've realized, especially after coming to the Lord and, and really trying to live more in alignment with him, you realize that having God as a, we're designed to have God as a commitment for our lives. You know, today we, we live in the, and you can relate to this, you know, we both kind of made a living off the personal growth industry. And for the large part, the personal growth industry really teaches you to commit to yourself Right. You're your own, yeah, you're your own God basically. And yeah. you know, and you know, whatever part of the, I'm not saying everything about personal growth is, is bad, but the, the whole idea that you have to commit to yourself, it's like, I'm not going to commit to myself. I, I know that I'll let myself down. <laughs> you know, I, I need, I need a greater power to commit to. And that's perfect. And it has a standard for me to, to follow, you know, we don't right. think like that these days, but that's, that's what we were made for. Right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, our hope is in God and his word, you know, every day, you know, and, and it's a beautiful thing. And I, and I, and I ponder out, uh, Tudor, how do people live without God in their lives? You know, yeah, how, it's true. I, I, I like, wow. You know, I'm here today because of God, only because of him, because of his mercy, you know, lamentation says that each and every day, his mercies are new, his compassion, new, they yeah. fail not. Every morning we get up. I, I have that verse on my head every morning. I swear it's uh, every yeah. time you wake up, you're like, wow, I get to live again. But you know, the thing is, Ruben, I, I think the same thing, but I also think back to myself before when I was blind and, you know, like I went 
years without ever praying, without ever thanking, <laughs> thanking God. And in fact, yeah. we, we were just talking about this the other day because uh, it's just past the new year. But this was the first new year in my life, especially because it was a Sabbath on Saturday. Um, it was the first new year in my life where like I kept God on my mind for the new year. And, and I realized like, wow, my entire life, like every new year, I've never once, not even once did it cross my mind to think of God or, or to thank God yeah. for, you know, the year that I had or, you know, the exactly. opportunities that I'm having in the next year, whatever. Right. Or, or to ask right. him, Hey, can you help me with my plans this year? And it's like, wow, that just blows me away that I never <laughs> had that thought in my mind. And now I do, yeah. but it's just, it's crazy how long it takes us to get there sometimes. And God it, is patient. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, we, we, you know, as a new year, and you're right. And, and I'm guilty of that as charged as well. You know, it is all about me, 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 you know, my will be done, you know, right. in 2020, you know, the following year, whatever the year, my will be done. And, and, but God says, you know, your will, his will be done. Right. Yeah. But a lot of times we, we take things into our hands, you know, and when we fall flat on our face, you know, we also sometimes have the audacity to blame God, you know, but why are we blaming God? We didn't even bring him into the picture to start off with, you know, right. you know, we yeah. always um, pray after the fact. It's funny because it's, you know, people, there's so many people that are angry at God and, and certainly we've been there in some point of our lives, but it's like, have you, has the world tried to do what God said and failed? Like, <laughs> have, you, have you tried loving your neighbor as yourself and seeing what the results are? I mean, yeah. you know, it's uh, you got to do, do what's been recommended. <laughs> and then, right. <laughs> and you'll get the results. Yeah. Exactly. What's yeah. been your, what's been your biggest challenge with, I mean, you've been, walking with the Lord now for, for quite a while, but I'd, I'd say what's been your biggest challenge even maybe recently or maybe throughout your journey. With yeah. Your I walk? mean, going back, I mean, uh, growing up, we, we grew up, I grew up basically, I, I say that I was probably born under a, a pew. You know, we grew up in the church. Uh, uh, my, my parent, my mom, not my dad, but my mom was a, a very devout Christian woman. My grandparents were, were devout Christians. You know, we grew up in, um, you know, knowing that that uh, Jesus is the only way. You know, He's the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way to to heaven. Uh, and my background, I'm Mexican or Mexican American, so basically our roots are from Mexico. Mexico. And and we all know well, a lot of people maybe not know, but Catholicism is rampant in Mexico. You know, mm -hmm. but but uh, my my grandparents they they got away from the church and they. They accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and they became Christians, you know. And then, of course, they passed that on to us, to my parents' generation and to our generation. But even growing up in, you know, church and, and so forth, the, the challenge even today, you know, not as much today, but would be like, um, you know, just making time. You know, we, we live in a world where we are so busy. Uh, basically, a lot of times we're so busy, we're not even productive, Right. Right. Uh, but busy but, with the wrong you know, things. Exactly. You know, but and, and, and the operative words be, being wrong things, you know, we, we get so busy. And instead of just every morning, just taking time to pick up the Bible and read, you know, I, I already started that, you know, that. And, and once you begin that, like praying and reading the Bible and fasting, it becomes an addiction. You know, it becomes a habit. You know, it becomes a, an excellent habit. But there for a long time, you know, the challenge was getting up and, and, and reading the Word of God. 
spending time alone. You know, in, in Psalms 46, the Bible says, be still. Be still and know that I'm God, you know, and just be still in his presence. You know, we in the New Testament, we see Mary and Martha, right? Uh, one of the sisters, she's running, you know, trying to get everything prepared, setting the table, you know, making sure everything is perfect. And yet, you know, Mary just sits at the feet of Jesus. And then, and then Jesus tells Martha, why, why are you so worried about all these other things, you know? Right. Here, Mar <laughs> Mary is just, she's just sitting at my feet, you know? But you're busy running around making sure that everything is perfect, you know, because Jesus is here. But her sister, she she was all upset because Mary was just, just sitting there at the feet of Jesus, right? You know, and just listening, you know. And she's all, you know, trying to get, you know, setting the table, making sure that the the food is perfect and it's warm, and and all the drinks are set. And, and she goes, "Well, look at look at she's just sitting there, not doing anything," you know. And and I guess that today Jesus will probably look at us. You know, we're so busy yet He just wants us to sit at His feet. That he, he says in His Word that. Come to me, all you that are heavy laden, you know, with worries and, and fears and doubts and uncertainties, you know. Just lay them down at my feet. You know, my yoke is easy. I, I'll come, you know, just comfort you. And that that has been the biggest challenge, uh, Tudor, is uh, to just spend, just to, just to be still. You know, just be still in God's presence. And, and another one would always be because I wanted my will to be done and not his will to be done. But when I gave over the reins of my will being done and taking with God, I'm pretty sure God knows what's best for Ruben Torres. You know, a lot of, a lot of times, a lot of times we think that we know best, you know, let, let me do it my way. Yeah. And, 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 um, and in, in my life, I know that that has turned out not so well, you know, and I think you can relate to that. And I'm sure a lot of people can that listen to you, to you can relate that, you know, a lot of times when we do things our way, you know, like that song says, I did it my way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well doing it your way a lot of times is, is not, doesn't work out at the best. But that's, that's my, that's, that was my biggest and had been my biggest challenge, uh, to, to just to, um, just to, just to, just to, just to be still and sit at Jesus' feet. Yeah. It's interesting. I was watching something the other day about the Ark of the Covenant and, um, how, it was built, you know, they were just showing, you know, basically what it probably looked like, but the mercy seat normally, like if people were to have an idol, they would put it there, right? That would be how they would have done it. But God specifically said, don't put anything on the mercy seat, leave there, leave a space. Cause he didn't want, he didn't want like a physical represent. They wouldn't, he wanted them to make a physical representation of him, but rather to leave a space for his presence. And I just thought like, ah, oh, that's just so poetic. And, yeah, it's, it's so true. It's like God is is his presence, you know, and he's he's everywhere. It's just so so interesting. It just yeah, reminded me of that. Beautiful, beautiful. What What do you feel has been something you can really, especially? Let's talk about. I mean, since it's appropriate, it's the new year. What about this last year? Has what's been a big victory for you with the Lord and and what He's done in your life? Yeah, uh, twenty. Well, you know, going back to twenty twenty, you know, when basically the world stopped, right? Yeah. Um, but even even then, I, I something about you know, uh, I, people say, well, "Why are you always? You know, why are you smiling?" You know, because there's a difference between being happy and being joyful, right? The Bible says that the joy yeah. of the Lord is my strength, but happiness. And I learned that happiness comes because of happenings, you know, 
I'm happy because I got a new car. I'm happy because I got a new promotion. I'm happy because I got engaged. Those are happenings, so we're happy. But what happens when your car gets wrecked? What happens when your fiance says, I don't want to get, I don't want to marry you no more? You know, are you still going to be happy? Yeah. You know, probably not because your world came crashing down. But I, I believe that the, the greatest, well, not I don't believe, I know that the greatest um, happening to me uh, this past year was I got closer to the Lord, you know. I drew closer to him. You know, he says, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great mighty things that you know not, you know, because his ways are not our ways. Neither his thoughts are our thoughts, right? It's true. And and here we think that our thoughts are wiser <laughs> or smarter than his thoughts, right? But I believe that that, that to me, you know, I, I've been blessed, um, you know, financially or just things that, that, but that to me, like Solomon, I can say that, but that's vanity, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that money is evil. It can be if that's your idol, right? Because we need money to 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 live, right? We need we have bills, we have mortgage payments, car notes, insurance. But but the greatest thing I learned is that once I put my trust, you know, in him, he's gonna provide, he's still Jehovah, you know, Jireh, my provider, he's still Jehovah Rapha, my healer. He is still my banner, you know, Jehovah Nisi. He's, he's, he's everything, you know. And I believe that as we begin a new year, uh, Tudor, uh, for both you and I and, and our audience that's listening to us, is that put God first. You know, the Bible says to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And it says that all these things, whatever it is, all these things will be added unto you. You know, he'll, he'll bless you. Because God desires, he doesn't care how big your bank account is. He doesn't care what your zip code is. You know, all he cares about is his relationship with him, with you. You know, he, he, he desires, he longs to, to be with you, to be intimate with you. You know, he, his thoughts, the Bible says his thoughts towards others are innumerable. Like the, the, like the, like the, like the dust, like the dirt, like the sand, you know, I mean, he thinks about, he's, he's constantly thinking about Tudor Alexander. He's constantly thinking about Reuben Torres because he loves us. You know, there's nothing that you and I can do to make him love us more. And there's nothing yeah. that you and I can do to, for him to love us less. You know, yeah. he's constant. That's the only constant in this world is God's goodness, his favor, his mercy, his love towards us. Nothing else. That's the only thing that will always be constant. Always. What would you say to somebody, and I love that, and the, the challenge, the great challenge is getting people to see that, you know, helping people to see that because it's, it, we are so blinded until God opens our eyes. And so what would you say to somebody who, who's maybe on the fence or maybe even somebody who's wrapped up in the rat race of religion with, you know, whatever Catholicism, Eastern Orthodoxy, Mormonism, you know, all these different religions in the world, Buddhism, Judaism, Islam, that really they all boil down to the same thing. If you look at it, they're all works-based and trying to work in some way to, to appease God. And the gospel is just so different. It's so different because it teaches surrender and it teaches that intimate personal relationship with, with God, with no barriers in between. And that's just, that's a first in history. There's never been anything like that. You know, it's so profound and we take it for granted. I was just thinking about this the other day. I'm like, you know, people in the old Testament, like if they 
like Uzzah in the ark, right? He, he, the ark slipped. He's trying to do a good thing. He touched it. And, you know, he got killed because he wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. You know, God just zapped him. And that's that, that was the life that people lived. They didn't have an idea of the Holy Spirit. They didn't have an idea of the cross. They didn't have this, uh, this freely given, you know, relationship with God. And then they would have killed for something so valuable to them, you know? And so how do you, what do you have to say to people who are, maybe stuck in in those areas and to open themselves up. Right. Uh, you know, like you and I, you know, love is a verb, right? It's an action. Love is action, right? Yeah. You know, for God so loved. For God so loved you and I, he gave, he took action, right? He sent his only begotten son, born of a virgin, to die at the cross of Calvary. And then the third day, raise, be raised again. Because that's love. That's what love does. A lot of times, dude, I believe that, you know, you know, we may not think that people are looking at us, but people are looking at us because we're the only Bible they may ever read, you know? Yeah. And the Bible says that today is a day of salvation. You know, whether people believe it or not, there's a heaven and there's a hell. There's no purgatory. You know, once you take that last breath, your next breath is going to be either breathing in the celestial oxygen or sulfur, right? You know, but it's just that, you know, they've, all their lives, people have done things their way. And how did that turn out? You know, I know people that are filthy, filthy rich, and they're the most miserable, grumpy people you'll ever meet. Yeah. All, they, all they're worried about is their, their God, money, you know, their mammon, you know, but, but, if they can just, um, you know, like I say, you know, what, what has living for yourself done for you? You know, you're living and in, 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 you have no peace. You're taking four or five, five different anxiety pills, you know, and you, you, you're not getting along with your children and your wife. What has that done? How's that, you know? I would say, you know, this year, give Jesus a try, you know? He's not going to condemn you. The Bible says that he did not come to this world to condemn you, but to love you, right? And and uh, and it's free. You know, we're not saved by works. There's nothing that I can do or you can do to save you. You know, if that was the case, there'd be a lot of there's, you know, there's going to be a lot of good people in hell, right? That's true. Yeah, because the only way to heaven is to accept the gift that God gave us. You know, He that was the atonement for the sins of the world is Jesus Christ, the, the blood of Jesus Christ, you know, and, uh, it's not our good works. It's his perfect work. Yeah, exactly. Because you're not good work. Wouldn't even give us to first base. Right. Yeah. Because they're we're like filthy rags. Our good works exactly, are like filthy yeah. rags. Yeah. We're sinners. Exactly. You know, but we're sinners saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, you know? And I, I would say is that, you know, make it, make it a, a point to, have a relationship, you know, because religion, religion is man-made. Religion is dead. Religion is going to frustrate you. It's going to irritate you. You know, there was like 613 laws in the Old Testament, right? Yep. You know, can you imagine trying to live, you know, to try to, you know, live perfectly with those laws? It, it was impossible. Impo- I mean, you, 10 is hard enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... But but God, you know, he knew that there was no way. 
So eternity's path, you know, God already had a plan B, you know. He knew, but he gives us a free will. So, but I would say, you know, like I, 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 I came to the realization that, man, I'm trying to live life my way and it, it hasn't been good. And I surrendered my life to God, you know. Uh, am I saying that once I gave my life to God, everything was, you know, peachy and rosy? No, because I knew the Bible says that, you know, the world hated me. Jesus speaking of the world hated me. Well, guess what? The world's going to hate you. They're going to berate you. They're going to belittle you. They're going to betray you. They're going to hate you for my name's sake. But I still, even at that, I still have the peace and the joy because that's my, I stand upon the rock, which is Jesus Christ. You know, so my invitation is to people is that today's the day of salvation, you know. We're not promised tomorrow. Yeah, we're getting a new year today. Today's January 1st, 2023. But we're not promised December 31st, 2023. You know, what, 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 do, what are we going to do between those two dates, you know? And my, my, my advice as a, as a friend is to tell people to give your life to Jesus. You know, it's a free gift. And, and, and he loves you. And he'll be with you. The Bible says that he'll never forsake you. He'll never leave you. He'll be with you to the end of the world. Such encouraging words. You know, we actually just pick up the Bible and read it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, right? I mean, and you know, people people think, oh, it's it's, 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 it's not relevant today. Yeah, it's relevant today. Because, there is you know, no you, human problem that doesn't have a solution in the Bible. Amen. Right, exactly. You know, we we can read the Bible and go back to that one verse and we read it, okay. But when but but the Holy Spirit has a way of convicting the Bible says that you know his 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 word he cuts to the thunder of the bone marrow, right? Yeah. Um, and then because once we're going through a, a difficulty, we read that verse and it comes to light in a different angle, right? We see it in a different like, oh, okay. It it touches us, you know, because we're facing something and God's word is there to to comfort us and to give us, you know, our hope is in the word of God because God is not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that he has to repent. So if God said it, he's going to do it. You can count on that. Yeah, it just amazes me. You know, I never, prior to, I'd say maybe even a year ago, I never really thought I would read the Bible or I never found it interesting in my mind. But now it's like, man, I can't put it down. Yeah, I never, exactly. Every, I'm on I'm on my second full read through right now. And just besides all the other Bible study stuff I do, but just reading it through and it's like, man, how did I miss this? You know, like you, you read a second time or a third time or a fourth time and there's always yes. another layer to yes. to the words. And it's like, wow, this is just so, it's it's amazing to me how there's no other, you know, I've read so many books, you know, especially being in the personal growth industry, you want to read and get all the latest information. And it there's just no literature that compares to the amount of wisdom and depth of the words of the Bible. It's just crazy. Amen. It's yeah. really crazy. Yeah. I mean, the word of God to me, I look at it something that I read that it's, that it's eternal and it's infinite, right? Right. Because yeah. I mean, the author, the author is eternal. The author <laughs> yep. is, he's infinite, right? You, you know, you know, Solomon, if you can imagine Tudor trying to fill the shoes of King David, King David was the beloved son of Israel, right? Everybody loved him. You know, he was a warrior. He was their leader. You know, and all of a sudden, he passes away. The noble leader, the noble king, David, is dead, you know. And then now they look at Solomon, well, that's his son, and 
you know, he's not going to be the same as this, you know. But Solomon, I, I give I give one thing to Solomon. I know he was, you know, he had he loved women. But one thing I will get, one thing I will give Solomon is that, like a thousand wives or something. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? I, I can't. But, that sounds like a headache. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can you imagine? Oh my God! But one thing I will give Solomon is that he goes, he realized that you know I, I don't know how to lead these people, so he asked God for wisdom. Yeah, I love I love that passage. You know, he asked God. You know, I I, I could just imagine. You know. You know, and it, Lord, pleased, Lord, it pleased God that, that Solomon asked him for the knowledge. You see, this is the thing that's so interesting to me, because in the in the garden, there's a parallel to that. In the garden, Adam and Eve tried to get knowledge for themselves without asking God. And later with yeah. Solomon, he asked him for the same thing. He said, hey, give give me the, the knowledge to, to make good decisions, to decide between what's good and evil. And he said it was the yeah. same thing, but he asked God, and it pleased God. It's one of the Amen. few times in the scriptures that it says that God was pleased, which is like, wow, you know, that, that must be something important yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, when we go back uh, several hundred years to to Enoch, right? The right. Bible says that for three hundred years Enoch walked with God. Yeah, and then God said, "You know what? Come on home, son." You know, <laughs> yeah. and and everybody was looking for him. You know, they put on APB, you know, on, on Enoch. But the Bible says that Enoch was not because God took him home, you know. Yeah. But but that that's a good correlation uh, uh, there between Adam and Eve. You know, it was for them. You know, here they are. All of a sudden, God walks in, cool the garden, says, and asks them, "Why are you naked?" As if God didn't know, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. And then Adam, the first thing, and then today, right? He blames his wife. Well, she she she's the one. <laughs> poor poor women. She yeah. she's the one that that gave me this fruit, you know. But he should have said. I mean, he was the man. He should have. No 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 no. Don't do that. God said we can't do that, you know, because, you know, God. I mean, the man should have been the protector, you know, and the provider. Yeah. But, but you know, but isn't that like Satan? Even in the New Testament, Satan told Jesus after he fasted forty days and four nights, if if you're the son of God, right. you know, if is a, is, a, is a word that connotates doubt, you know, right. if, you know, he, the, the enemy knows your weakness. Jesus had just fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. So guess what? He was hungry. Yep. You know? So he said, why don't you turn these, you know, there again, you know, the less of the eyes, right? Like with Eve, the serpent, look at this beautiful fruit, you know, whatever yep. it was, you know, people say it's an apple. We don't know. It just says it was a fruit, right? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was the lust of the eyes, and the same thing in the New Testament, you know. But that's the way the enemy works. He knows your weakness, you know. He knows each and every one of our weaknesses. He's been at it for a few thousand years, so he he knows it's got some practice. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Hmm. But but by the grace of God, there's no temptation taking us. You know, he'll 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 help us overcome that temptation. Amen. What's what's one thing you're Grateful to God for today, Ruben. You know, God has given us, you know, we we're talking about this earlier that we, in years past, we never thought about it, right? Like, oh, you know, God has given us another year. Yeah. But I'm grateful that today, today I can say that today, January 1st, a brand new year has started upon us. And I'm grateful that I'm beginning the new year with God's goodness, His mercy, His presence upon my life. And and I think the greatest thing, Tudor, to me is that I, I don't care about my will. You know, if God says, Ruben, I want you to do this, even if it's out of my comfort zone, 
because a lot of times we get so comfortable and God tells us to do something like no that's just that's that's not that's not God that's just me you know yeah but God he long I mean, he, he he wants you to get out of your comfort zone you know and that's what I'm grateful for in 2023 January 1 is that God's goodness his mercy his grace and that his perfect will be done in my life no longer my life not my will but God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven amen All right. Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed that interview with my good friend, Ruben. You know, we all have periods of life and sometimes seasons where we hit rock bottom. But one thing I learned from Ruben is that God is that rock at the bottom. So I hope this interview has helped you. I hope it's been encouraging. I hope it's given you some strength wherever you happen to be, whether you're walking with the Lord, whether you're on the way, whether you're on the fence, wherever that happens to be. I hope it's encouraged you to take one step closer from where you are today to meet him, and to get to know him. So until next time, have a good one and God bless.